We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve Fretch, joined as always by sarah kelleher no dusty evely still out on vacation and actually i believe out on the ir with covid so uh Hopefully he's hanging in there. I got a message from him earlier saying he's doing a little bit better. But uh, Dusty, if you're listening, we're hoping you're feeling better. But Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm all right. We're here. Packers OTA is happening again. Dusty, we miss you. Hope you get better soon. Can't wait till you're back. Um, but yeah, we, we at least have some stuff to talk about. I was a little worried, just like last week when I woke up on Tuesday. <laughs> What are we going to talk about? And then things fell into our lap once again. So Steve and I will we'll do our best to break it down. We don't have Dusty's incredible offensive mind, but we do have some good jokes. So hopefully that gets you through your Wednesday. Yeah, we, we will. Uh, we will just try to carry on without Dusty. He should be back next week and get some uh, hopefully some more content for you guys. But in the meantime, yeah, we'll talk about OTAs and, you know, a certain quarterback showed up today and it was amazing and. Uh, but what we're going to do is just kind of take some of the news and notes that we saw throughout the day, uh, jump back and forth between the two of us and get some reactions. So, uh, well, I'm going to start the first thing, uh, before practice even started was Matt LaFleur told the press that, uh, everyone who is signed to the roster is here. So I don't know, I didn't catch quite the rest of the, the quote or anything, but it seemed like a little bit of a, Hey, Alan Lazard, where are you at my man? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I know Alan Lazard is still waiting to sign a contract. So technically he still doesn't have to be at these mandatory practices yet, but it might be a little nudge like, Hey, Alan and Alan's agent, let's get this done. Cause we'd love to see you back out on the field, especially since the wide receiver room is looking a little shaky. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Christian Watson looked good. Sammy Watkins was there. They don't need Alan Lazard. It's okay. I kid. I kid. <laughs> Another very interesting note from OTAs on Tuesday was that Aaron Rodgers apparently just walked up, greeted, greeted Brian Gudikins with a handshake, couple pats on the back. They had they shared some laughs together, all smiles. So, you know, Matt Schneidman from The Athletic tweeted this out and said, 
you want play-by-play at mini camp? I'll give you play-by-play. Here's what's happening. They're hugging, they're embracing. Uh, so bad day for the haters, really bad day for the haters, for Mike Florio, who I'm sure was just sickened by this news. Um, but I thought it was great. Cool. Keep the relationship strong. And if 12 is happy, then the whole team's probably going to be happy and I'm happy too. Yeah. I can't really argue with anything there. I mean, it's one of those things that it's the off season. So they're definitely going to look for any type of story that can be concocted. And I mean, right now there's no story for between Aaron Rodgers, the front office all looks well on that front. And so there's no drama, which I think is a really good thing. So, Hey, I'm all for them getting along with each other and I'm all for the play-by-play for mini camp. That's always fun. So, and entertaining. So thank you to Matt and all the people there. Um, Did you have a guess at the first song that was played, Sarah? I did not have a guess, but (laughs) knowing that Aaron Rodgers is back to no surprise, it was some old school. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Foo Fighters, Pretender was on first. Uh, so it was kind of everybody just was making the joke that, hey, we all we all know Aaron Rodgers is back because they're actually playing Foo Fighters and not some like new rap or something along those lines. So I love the idea of Rodgers looking up the, you know, the Spotify playlist or whatever they use and saying, no, I got to add some of my own tunes in there and just kind of pre-approving that list. I, I could see him, you know, in his, his apartment his apartment, like he goes yeah. in the apartment. <laughs> I could see him in his, in his big house with that fireplace. That's always in the background. And he's, he's got a little bit of scotch and he has the laptop up and he's organizing the playlist, picking his favorite tunes in it. So, Hey, <laughs> if that's what keeps him happy, that's pretty simple. So let's just keep doing it. Do you think he makes like a mixed CD, like old school? I did. Did you even make mix CDs? I did. I actually did. I I think I was the last generation, but Uh, I did have mixed CDs. My dad taught me how to do that because I would always want to listen to music in my parents' car. And they said, well, if you want to listen to your music, then you have to burn your own CDs and make your CDs because we're not going to play your horrible pop, you know, Hannah Montana and all that in the car. (laughs) Uh, So I did learn how to do that. Very cool. Um, Some mini camp news. That's not related to the Packers, but it it did break in the middle. And a lot of people want this to be related to the Packers. So it was all over my timeline um, is that Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf uh, was not present for their mini camp. Um, Obviously he's in negotiations with the team about contract extension, all that. A lot of people think that green Bay would be a good destination for him. He was, Hurt last season, so he's rehabbing his injury in L.A. and has not reported to Seattle for their camp. Um, If there's more to that, you know, do with that as you will. I don't really think so. I think that he's probably just rehabbing. He's in contract negotiations and that then they'll eventually work it out. Would it be totally awesome if he was a Packer? Sure, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't I don't foresee anything happening there. I'm sure they want to get him locked down to a, a big contract. I mean, you don't you don't let a guy like that walk, especially right after his first deal. If it was maybe after his second deal, okay, I, I get it a little bit more. But young rising talent like that, you want to have somebody really, really good that can just go deep for your court for your lackluster quarterbacks that you have on the uh, roster for the Seattle Seahawks. So it would not shock me if he gets that locked up and is not traded at all. Uh, Big news from Aaron Rodgers. He had a couple of comments that we'll talk about here and there, but 
he was asked if he would finish his career in Green Bay, and he said, yes, definitely. To which then followed up, I saw all the tweets like, well, why is Jordan Love on the roster still? Like, oh, God. Like, he literally People just can never it. be happy. They no, can never, never be happy. Aaron Rodgers just said he wants to retire as a Packer. And people are still complaining. That is so ridiculous to me. And I get it. I know I saw some people, too, say, well, Favre said the same thing. Well, I think that Rodgers has proven that his situation is a bit different. If he was like Favre, he would have left and already been on the Vikings by now. Um <laughs> God knows they love taking Packers players anyways. They would have hopped on the opportunity. Um, but I, I, I'm pumped about that. At verbal confirmation. That wasn't something he was saying last season when people were questioning him about his future. So the fact that he up front already said this now in June, June 7th, when we're recording it, I love it. More tidbits from Aaron Rodgers, since he also um, spoke to media for about 20 minutes after the minicamp practice today. So um, he was asked if he was you know, taken aback when Devontae Adams told him he wanted to leave the Packers. Um, and Rodgers really basically defended the Packers in that situation. I think a lot of people thought that he might, based on his history with the team and the previous relationships and some of the obstacles that he's had there, thought he'd side with Devontae. But uh, Ryan Wood posted his full quote and it's a really good one. So I'm going to just read it. Um, so Roger said, we referring to he and Devante had some really honest conversations about my future here, how long I wanted to play and his own thoughts about his future and where he wanted to play, live and raise his family. The team obviously stepped up and made a competitive or even more compelling offer. Ultimately, Devante thought it was best for him and his family to be in Vegas. So that was tough for sure, but I love Tay and I love our connection. I'm a little biased, but it's hard to think of a better player I played with. He had a chance to be the all-time record in a lot of categories at receiver for us. I thought that might be a little nugget that would keep, kind of keep him here. But Tay made a decision that he thought was in the best decision that he thought was in the best decision for him and his family, and I can't fault him for that at all. So, really good stuff from Rogers there. Um, kind of what we talked about with Devonte. It sucks. You loved him. You, you want him to stay. He, like Roger said, was going to be probably the best, if not already the best to play that position and be on the Packers and sucks to see him go. But if he thought that was the decision that was best for him and his family, you can't really blame him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yep. I mean, honestly, there's not a whole lot more to add to that. It's just uh, when he does speak and he's not being a smart ass, like he's very eloquent and he's like, he speaks his mind. And like, that was a perfect example of him, of him doing that. So really don't want to add it too much more to that. We'll jump, though, to what he said next about the newer uh, wide receiver they just brought on, Sammy Watkins, and Roger's quote on that one. I was 100% on board with that. I think it's important you get guys who have a lot to play for, and I think Sammy has the opportunity to continue and travel down a new path in his career. I love the, his, I love the disposition. I really enjoy the person. So, Sarah, what are you thinking? You think this is a, a match made in heaven already? Sure. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers thinks it is, then I think it is too. Um, no, I mean, my real answer is I'm glad that Rodgers is optimistic about it because we know how much co- confidence in his receivers means to him and how that goes a really long way, especially in critical moments in the season. So if he feels like he has a guy that may be on a big third down play or you know two-minute drill that he can go to and that he can trust to catch the ball, uh, get a first down, you know, make a big play, take the lead, I love to hear that. And we know that whatever's happening here in June is only going to elevate and be at an even higher level when we get to September, October, November, and then hopefully January and then February for the Packers. I, I know I just skipped December for some reason, but whatever. <laughs> um, you know what it's I mean? Okay. It's okay. But yeah. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. It's, it's an addition at the wide receiver group. It's uh... Again, it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. Hopefully something sticks. He's had a decent career, but it's been up and down. He's had some really, really amazing games and then has disappeared for five, six, seven games at a time. So we'll see if that connection builds. That's even better, but it's a one-year rental right now, and hopefully he can help develop Christian Watson into the true number one that they really want him to be. So excited about that. But what I am super excited about, Sarah, I don't know if you saw the starting defense for the first team period. Oh my God. Like, so it was Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark, Jaron Reed, Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Rasul Douglas, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage Jr., Eric Stokes, Jair Alexander. And I was excited to begin with. And then all of a sudden I realized that's not even what their other first round pick Devontae Wyatt in there. Like they're stacked or TJ Slayton. So how excited are you for the defense this year? I mean, this is wonderful. Um, I think I knew, obviously, that the Packers were really leveling up on defense, but to see people tweet out that list and all of those names together and know, like, oh, that's who's going to be on the field for the Packers on defense. I feel I'm, I'm sleeping good uh, with that <laughs> lineup tonight, um, but it's really exciting. Um, I think it's the first time in a while where maybe I feel a bit more confident about the defense than I do the offense. Uh, first time in many years. I think. The offense has potential to be great, and but there's a lot of room to grow, and they're definitely going to have to make things work, and production's going to look different. 
Um, so I think we know what to expect on defense. We expect them to play well, where offense is a bit more unpredictable this year. So I'm kind of excited for that switch. It feels good to have something different to look forward to instead of just Rogers to Devontae for a billion <laughs> yards every season. I mean, that wasn't a bad thing, but still, I get what you're talking about. Yeah. And, you know, defense looks nice, but apparently Sammy Watkins like Rogers was talking about, was already making plays against that defense. So again, shout out to Matt Schneidman. He's always tweeting great tidbits uh, since he's there and he can actually tweet things. And then we can talk about them on this podcast since we are not there at minicamp. But he tweeted that Watkins had a really nice contested catch over the middle um, in tight coverage with Jarier and that he got a big applause from the crowd when he made this catch and that even Jarier gave a round of applause. So you know that 23 doesn't throw out praise. Usually he likes to (laughs) chirp with guys. So it must've been a damn good catch um, if he was able to make that happen. And again, that probably just further builds the confidence with Aaron Rodgers. So good things all around from Watkins. Yeah. And I think there was, I saw one that Christian Watson made like a a really nice one-handed catch or something along those lines. But then he dropped it. Oh, he did drop it. Oh, well, that's probably a good thing because I didn't read it too quick. I read it too quickly. Apparently, I was going to quote tweet Andy and just write Super Bowl on top of it. Oh no, I don't know if he actually dropped it. I'm just saying because everybody's oh. like, he can't catch anything. He sucks. <laughs> like, shut up. It's June. I, I say this every year. I have this speech either in May or June when people start overreacting about stupid things way ahead of time. I'm always like, it's May. It's June. It's July. Fill in the blank. It doesn't matter right now. Sarah, we need something to freak out about. No, find one of those stupid lists on Twitter. I know there's one circulating right now of head coaches and look at Mm -hmm. one of those lists that's literally designed to piss you off and earn your engagement on Twitter so that you comment and you quote tweet about how much you hate or disagree with it. Go find one of those lists and get pissed off about that set. You don't need to get pissed off about Christian Watson dropping passes. All right. End rant. Okay. That's good. (laughs) And yeah, that, that list is pretty bad. That's a very bad list. Uh, doesn't even have Sean McVay on it. <laughs> like top 10 coaches, you, you don't even have the dude who just won the Super Bowl. Okay, gotcha. Makes sense. So, um, all right. Well, we asked for questions again this week, and you guys delivered like way over the top this time, which was always awesome. We love the engagement. Thank you for that. But we're unfortunately not going to have time to do all of them. So we picked out some of the ones we found the most interesting um, and we'll try to get through as many as we can. Our first one, we're going to start off with Robin Erickson, which has a very interesting hypothetical. You're at a bar and in a situation rapidly heading for a fight, which, you know, Sarah and I always in situations that get us close to fights, which past or, pre- or current Packer would you most like to have at your side a as a general diffuser kind of guy or B as a deterrence against any fisticuffs due to sheer fright factor? This is such an interesting question. Cause like you said, rarely have I thought if I am fist fighting with someone right now, who do I want on my team? Um, but now that I've thought about it for a few minutes, so a kind of a diffuser guy, I think I would go with Clay Matthews. He's definitely got the size, the muscles, the body to kind of like, get in between anyone that's fighting and say, Hey, back this up, hold somebody off. Um, but he, he also seems kind of goofy. Like he wouldn't get riled up and then also join the fight because I feel like that's a thing that could happen too. Um, and then a deterrence. 
due to sheer fright factor? What a question. Um, <laughs> I know they weren't a Packer for a super long time, but Julius Peppers was on the Packers and he is a bad, bad man. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I would, I would want him on my team to deter any, any fights or anyone messing with me. I feel like he'd, he'd, he'd push the haters away. <laughs> Oh, those are good. And we actually talked a little bit about um, Randall Cobb being a good diffuser where he just sit and stare at you with his beautiful <laughs> eyes and you like everybody would just like, you have a calming like waves coming over them and all of a sudden it'd just be fight over. So uh, I think I'd go with that. And then as far as deterrence, I would say uh, while he wasn't a great left tackle, man, um, Tony Mandrich was a huge mammoth of a dude. So that could have been, that would have been a good one. I'd say. All right. Next question we've got from John, something, something football question mark. Okay. Now the real question, (laughs) what food did you have trepidations about trying at first, but now you can't get enough of. So I love this because we basically answered the opposite of this last week. We talked about a food that we have tried. That's been all right but that we should try again. Cause maybe we, we want a second opinion mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this totally turns out on Ted. Uh, for me, I would say pickles. I was never a big fan of pickles. You know, if I got like a club sandwich, I would always take them off. I, I just, or if it, a spear came, you know, with a sub, I'd give it to somebody else. And then a, a few months ago, it's gotta be six, eight months ago. So in the last year, I had gone to a sandwich shop and, you know, they gave me the pickle spear and I looked at it and I, I just said, what if I just ate this? <laughs> <laughs> and I did. And I liked it a lot. And now I actually find myself buying the dill pickles at the store okay. and I'm packing them in my lunch for work. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going through that all of a sudden I really like pickles, but that would be my answer. <laughs> Um, I think I've got two because I would say long, long time ago before avocado was like a cool thing. Um, I think I had trepidations about trying it. Like, really, I'm gonna try this like green looking like fruit slash vegetable thing. Like, no, hard, no, no, no. And then all of a sudden you have it, and now it's in everything, and it's amazing, and it's like almost like a daily occurrence of something that I'm eating. So it's that and hot sauce. And that's kind of a combo because like with breakfast, I'll have eggs, egg whites, and hot sauce and avocado. And that's it. That's just like when you get the good hot sauce, man, that's that's the stuff. So but for a long time, I was I was all out on uh, on hot sauce. So, next question, Robin Lawrence. In my opinion, Christian Watson will be a superstar because of the Matt Lafleur scheme finding ways to get him the ball in space. Do you think he can gain Rogers' trust enough to exploit him with the deep ball, or does it take multiple seasons? I don't think it takes multiple seasons. I take I think it takes multiple weeks. I don't think in week one or two we're going to see Aaron Rodgers throw a deep ball to Christian Watson for you know. 55 yard touchdown or something like that. But I could see after maybe some trust is established, he's got his feet wet a little bit. He's been able to make some plays. He's really starting to excel in that scheme. Cause like you mentioned, I do think he has all, all the potential in the world to be a superstar in Matt LaFleur's offense that then later in the season, maybe week 13, you know, week 12, somewhere in that range, mid to late season, you might see that happen a little more. So I think it, it could happen this season, uh, but it'll just take some time. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think it's going to be, you know, week one, he's got 150 yards and two touchdowns and just replaces Devontae. No, that's not a, a realistic thing. But I think what they're going to want to try to involve him in the offense and early on. And so I think they'll scheme up things like they'll do bubble screens for him. They'll do maybe they'll throw him in that Tyler Irvin role where they'll do jet sweeps with him and bring him in motion across as that that play threat that all of a sudden if he does get hit on one of them, like, yeah, he's going he's going to take it to the house. So it'll take some time. And I think, I think year two will definitely be that big jump for him right away. But um, I think they'll, they'll use him effectively in in the first season. So um, next question, uh, Don, our good friend, Don, who's on uh, Hey, we like your pod with um, she brought in a pretty good question and we had to discuss it because of her second part of her question. Um do you feel that the Packers disproportionately dis are disproportionately distant national media? If so, why do you think this is the case? Can you tell the difference between a molasses and a ginger cookie? Discuss. So, Sarah, you answer the first part, then we need to go into the second part a little bit more in depth. Okay. So, part one. I've do I feel Packers, the Packers are disproportionately distant to the national media? I've actually thought about this. And I think the answer is no. Um, and here's my theory on this. As Packers fans, as people who consume Packers content, we are looking for anything and everything commentary related to the Packers. So I think just being who we are and our interests, we are automatically exposed to so much information, good, bad ugly about the team and people's opinions about the team. And when you consume yourself in that world, like Don and I know many others have, you you feel like everybody else in the world is talking about you. They might be talking highly of you. They could be talking shit about you, no matter what. Um, so I feel like that's what happens with the Packers. We just, you know, everything on my Twitter, I always like tweet retweet things about the Packers. So my timeline is catered to that and I see more content about it. So I think just because of social media and algorithms, it's in front of your eyes more than you think. And you're just so used to that. And that's why many of us are on Twitter. I mean, I probably wouldn't really even be on Twitter if I didn't do this and, and like follow the Packers and other sports. Um, and Twitter knows that. So they feed you that content all the time. Um, you know, and I've, I've even like gone and I've Googled other teams, like, Colts, Patriots. And if you look under that, there's a billion other tweets the same way um, about those teams. So I feel like every fan, rightfully so, thinks that their team, you know, people are biased against their team or the media hates their team when really it's just they're that's the only content we're consuming. You know, I'm not reading content about the Chargers. So I don't really see the media being biased against them because I don't read that. Yeah, I mean, I think the only bias toward against the Packers is pro football talk. But besides yeah, that, uh... that does that's like an outlier. <laughs> I wasn't even I never once when I was giving that spiel about algorithms, my little PR spiel about that. Never once that I think of Mike Florio. So <laughs> well, we don't consider him like the national media anyway. So he's a Vikings reporter. So that's basically what it is. But yeah, I, I really agree with you, sir. Like, I think the way that the Twitter really works and it's mind boggling, but Packers fans, all these fans, they all feel like their team is being slighted. A, if they're talked badly about, okay, whatever. Sure. You might be getting slighted, but B, they also think they're being talked badly about if they don't think this list or this article or whatever has given them enough credit or like, 
God forbid that somebody writes an article about, you know, Nick, Ch- I saw something, uh, Bill Huber, who, like wrote an article about the best running back combos in the NFL and whether or not it was Aaron Jones or not. And it's like, click the article and read. And you get people that don't even read the article and say like, Oh, you're so stupid. What about Nick Chubb and, and the other guy and, and Kareem Hunt. And he's like, dude, if you would have just read the article, you would have seen, I said that it's Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Like, so it's like, it's manufacturing the bias, I think is a bigger thing than the actual bias from. Yeah. It's all about the- engagement. And like, mm-hmm. I know people say like clicks is, and I think clicks and all that clickbait is a cop-out answer, but that's also the way that social media is designed. It, you, you don't tell the whole story in a tweet. You put a teaser out so people will click on that and then read the full content. But if your teaser you know, is, trying, is a little controversial, mm-hmm. people don't care. That's why Twitter yeah. added that thing where it's like, have you read this article before you retweet <laughs> things? So I think we've answered that part of it. Now, for the fun part, Sarah was today years old when she found out that there was such a thing as molasses cookies. So Dawn says, can you tell the difference between a molasses and a ginger cookie? I can. My sister-in-law makes molasses cookies all the time and they're amazing. Sarah had no idea what a molasses cookie was. So here's the thing. Here's the skinny. I think I have had molasses cookies now that I've Googled a picture, but I didn't know that that's what it was, but never have I gone to bakery or cookie shop, like insomnia cookies or something like that and said, I'd like a molasses cookie. So I need to do that now because I need to compare this. I have had ginger cookies before and I love those. They're very delicious. So I would assume that molasses cookies would be delicious as well. And looking at these pictures, I'm very hungry now, Dawn. So Mm -hmm. thanks for that. And now I really want a cookie that I can't have. So this is my (laughs) new quest. Once I find a molasses cookie, I will update the Twitter timeline and let everyone know that I've officially tried it uh, to my knowledge and we'll be good to go. Good. I think there should be a video of you tasting one. I got to find one. I would assume they have them at any grocery store, but we'll see. Yeah, I think you'll be all right. Next question, Christian Simmons. If you were stuck on a desert island and could only have one player from the Packers roster with you to help you get off said island, who would it be and why? Sarah had the perfect answer for this. So, um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Christian. That's like my best friend, practically my second brother. Usually he sends in stupid questions about the Bears or Blake Bortles or uniforms. So thanks for sending in a legit question this time. Um, if I was stuck on a desert island and could only have one player from the Packers roster help me off the island, it would be Jarrier Alexander because it's Jarrier's island and we all know how that goes. So if I needed help exiting, finding my way home, he'd be there to help. What no, about you, Steve? That's the perfect. I can't, I can't think of a better one. So uh, let's just move on to the next question. Well, we got one from jazz to uh, what's up with all the Chris Watts, Christian Watson hate. Can you all talk about that tonight? So clearly, you know, he had case of the drops a little bit early on, but I think you kind of talked about this already. I'm on the same board. It's June. Everybody just needs to calm down. Let the kid play a little bit with Aaron Rodgers, where he's going to have ideal ball placement. He's going to have, you know, him teaching him all sorts of things, how to read routes like he would. So I, I, I see the Christian Watson hate out there. We both do like it's, it's prevalent, but I'm not worried about it. No, I don't think this is a tradition. 
Packers fans like to yell at one receiver all during mini camp and OTAs in the off season. And then it ends up usually working out. Next question, Tyler, um, Rod gives the best interviews. I really appreciate his dry sense of humor and how he answers questions. Is there a player you really enjoy watching, listening to their interviews? If you could have only one type of candy bar, what would it be? Yeah, I think Rogers always gives good interviews. That's been known for years. And I, I also enjoy listening to him. Um, you know, it sucks for many reasons that Devontae left, but also for the answer to this question, because he yeah. was another guy that was just – awesome to sit down and listen to what he had to say and just his insights about the game and also just his leadership style was really cool to kind of get an inside look into that um but I'd say AJ Dillon is kind of my up-and-coming person for this answer um I don't think he's had as much time in front of you know traditional media like the ESPNs the athletics and some of the local uh beat reporters he hasn't had as much time in front of them but he started to you know make his way around different Packers blogs I know he you know was on Monday nights, which he said TV and he has podcasts and he does other things. Um, and he's always really interesting to just listen to. I think he's a funny guy. Obviously he has the whole mayor of uh, door County bit going right now. And, um, as he takes on a bigger role, I think he'll start to get in front of traditional media more and we'll have a lot of interesting things to say. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then if I could only have one type of candy bar, I'd go simple because if I'm only going to have one for the rest of my life, I need some consistency, something that's going to just be on point every time. And so that would be a Snickers. Can't go wrong with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yep, definitely agree with you on that one. Um, I'm going to say the player I really enjoy watching is a bit of a cop out, but it's uh, LaFleur. I actually, uh, on some level, I feel like he gives almost as good of pressers as Rogers does. And he's yeah. kind of still got that smart ass, like smirk. And like, he's also so good looking that, you know, it, it just adds to the press conference. So yeah, I'd say LaFleur would be my answer. And then that was kind of him and hawing and it's either, I'd say either Snickers or payday would be my go-to, but I feel like paydays can, they can get kind of hard. Like the, the, the caramel can get kind of hard every once in a while too much. So like that's Snickers is the ideal option. I'd say. 
All right. And then we had, I believe this is our last one to wrap it up. So Brian Harstead, uh, big fan of the Packer Day podcast. Now that Aaron Rodgers is committed to retiring as the Packer, how much longer would you like to see him play? And food question, what food do you think fits at Dusty Evely's personality? Great and great ending. This is just a perfect question to end on. Um, so to answer the first part of that question, we'll both answer the first part, then we'll dive into the dusty food analysis. So Aaron Rodgers is committed to retiring as Packers. So he says, um, how much longer would I like to see him play? I'd say two to three years max. Uh, I think that's a realistic window. That is a safe answer. Um, you know, a lot of people think maybe this might be the last year. I'd like, if he has another great season, I'd like to, for him to stick around a little bit longer. So I'll go with two to three. I'm going to say as long as he wants to play. I mean, look at what Tom Brady's doing, man. You can't tell me like, <sighs> we're going to be better. We're going to be better. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, this is one of the times you should have seen Sarah's face. <laughs> Anyway, Sarah, we're talking about football, not Tom Brady in his underwear. I wasn't saying it like that. I'm sure. saying I'm just sick of hearing, oh, Tom Brady's 40-something years old. He's a god. He can do all this. I get it. He's awesome. He's the GOAT, but I'm just... I'm whatever. sick of it, too. I, w- I was so pissed when he, as soon as he came back after, like, three weeks of retirement. Uh, I remember exactly tweeting out the the Jim Carrey gift from Liar Liar, spitting out water and saying, oh, come on! <laughs> You are gone. You're supposed to stay gone. But I could see him. I could see Rogers being able to pull that kind of thing off as well. Like he take care of his body immensely. He's smart about his play. Like he doesn't have too many injuries. So, I mean, if he wants to go four or five years and he wants to play for the Packers. Yeah. I'm down for it. Um, and then we get to, yeah, to the, the fun part of the question. What food do you think fits Dusty's personality? I want you to go first, Steve. You know, for we were, yeah, we, we had a little fun with this beforehand, but I think I decided I'm going to go with fun dip Dusty's favorite snack <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's Halloween themed. That's, that's always goes into, you know, the kids uh, Halloween bags and Dusty loves Halloween and spooky stuff. And then, you know, you're really, really enjoying all of the sugary goodness and that like all of Dusty's good content. But then every once in a while, if you eat too much of it, he just, he's a, jackass so <laughs> i mean normally it just happens to me where he's a dick to me but uh you know sarah gets thrown under the bus once in a while yeah and we had very similar we were laughing because we kind of had similar thought process with our answer because i said a pumpkin you know again halloween spooky fits in with the horror theme that we know dusty is just in love with and then everybody like pumpkin flavor season that's a fan favorite season. People thrive during that time. And that's like Dusty during the Packers season. He thrives because he posts all this content and we all love it. So there you go, Dusty. Happy Halloween. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get a little bit of flack for this one, but uh, actually, no, hey. I take that back. He's probably going to be like, those were great answers, guys. I, I, I think yeah. you really he'd be like, it. I thought you were going to say I was the most stuff Oreo. That's what he'll say. <laughs> It was one of the options we discussed. Yeah, it was, but we do want Dusty to return to the show. So we have to give him yeah, a little bit of a break. I guess. Well, Sarah, that's going to wrap it up. We uh, got through all the questions, went through OTA. So good episode. Um, 
guys, thanks as always for listening. If make sure you're following us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast at Sarah Keller for at Dusty Evely at Steve Perach. Um, but let's let's uh, wrap this up here, and then we'll let the people get back to their their uh, Wednesdays. Yeah. So final thoughts. Just you know, been kind of my eyes have just been open recently. Just so much going on in the world, and so much you know, even personally too that a lot of people are out there fighting silent battles, whether it be with you know, relationships or their health or just mental health or anything. So just want to let you know that if you are one of those people that I see you, um, you're not alone. And hopefully our podcast can be just a slither of joy and hope through any hard times you're going through. So that's it. Yeah. Actually, that was one of the things I was thinking too, like my, my DMs are open. If you're struggling and having a hard time, you know, just don't need to talk about football at all. You want to talk about life. I'm definitely definitely around. So feel free to hit me up, but also kind of want to shout out that I'm going to be going on the, Hey, we like your pod, uh, as hey, on, nice. on, on Thursday with, uh, with Dawn and Jamie, um, who does a lot of she's big on Twitter and does a lot of stuff with mental health. And that's what we're going to talk about is actually mental health. Sweet. And, um, just kind of my experiences with it, the things that I've liked about it so far, like therapy and everything like that. So, uh, make sure you tune in for that. I think the episode, it's going to be recorded Thursday night and then drops, I think Saturday. So keep your eye out. I'm sure I'll put out some retweets, but guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with dusty, hopefully. And as always go pack, go. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, a company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.